It was beyond their wildest dreams. It was a Sabbath. It was a holiday. The element of surprise on Saturday morning as Hamas invaded southern Israel from Gaza. 5,000 missiles launched, breaking through the Iron Dome defense. Israel caught by surprise. The invasion came by land, sea, and air. A total secret until the moment of launch. Bulldozers punching through the border wall, openings for fleets of terrorists on motorcycles racing to small towns along the Gaza Strip. Terrorists paragliding across, others landing by small high-speed boats. One person described it as a sea of bodies, those randomly shot and killed along the way. Hamas snatching the old, the young, the disabled, carting them back to Gaza as hostages, parading them through streets filled with cheers. Fifty years ago, the surprise Yom Kippur invasion. This came at Sukkot, the most joyous Jewish holiday. May we all pray. Remember the Lord is our light, our salvation. Whom shall we fear? This is Haven Today and a special program on this Monday, which happens to be Thanksgiving Day in Canada. Following the weekend invasion, our program is called Israel at War. I'm Charles Morris. We'll be joined in the next few minutes by a pastor's wife in southern Israel. Esther Zadok will share with us how her church of several hundred mainly Jewish believers in Jesus are impacted by this new outbreak. Eddie Zadok will share ways for us to pray throughout the world for the peace of God to return to Israel and for Christ to be made known to Jews to Muslims. Psalm 27, though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arises against me, yet I will be confident. Romans 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? So keep listening as we hear firsthand from Israel, and together we will pray. Haven today opens now with the Lord is my light.
This is Haven Today and a special program called Israel at War. The Haven Quartet from the Refuge album, The Lord is My Light, Psalm 27. Let's go to Israel now. Esther Zadok is a pastor's wife. She and her husband, David, are longtime friends. We had lunch together about a year ago, this time in Israel. Their church is located outside Tel Aviv, directly impacted by the weekend invasion. Eddie, thanks for joining me. Let's go back to last Saturday morning. How did you wake up? At 6.30 in the morning, I started hearing the siren. We started, you know, hearing booms and uh, we, we realized, you know, there is a rocket attack. So my very vigil uh, son, he, he, he grabbed me and said, Mom, get out of bed. Let's go into the shelter. So that my son and my older daughter uh, were with me. So we rushed into into the um, shelter and trying to understand what is going on. It's a Shabbat. We have the Lord's Day. We're going to church. I have to translate. I mean, it was like, whoa, something is happening. From 6.30 to about 11 in the morning, there was constant firing in the area and on our town, about 26 um uh, rockets or missiles were fired on our town, so we had to go in and out the shelter, but we were able to turn on the news and realize something major and terrible is happening. And for our listeners, especially in North America, everyone in Israel is required to have a safe room, a bomb shelter that they can get to. So you have one for your family as well, right? Yes. Our house was built immediately after the new requirements. Since 1991, after the Iraq uh, war, the desert storm, all the buildings and houses are required to have a shelter, you know, strong concrete with, with an iron door. And we, but many, many of other buildings, they don't have it, especially <laughs> actually in the, around Gaza Strip. The houses are older. Then that's yes, anything why, under 1991, yeah, people need to rely on public shelters. Mm, which takes a while to get to. You normally, for our listeners, again, churches don't meet in Israel on Sunday for the most part. Mm. They meet on Saturday because that's the holy day and, and, and that's Shabbat. And so you weren't even able to have church on Sunday, were you? No, as we were in the shelter, one of the elders, he recorded a video message explaining the situation. And then I asked him to record one also in English, as we have a lot of English uh, worshipers with us, mainly students from overseas. So he did that. So around eight o'clock, the announcement was made, although they waited a little and some thought that maybe, you know, it's uh, just uh, it's an attack and it's, you know, it will be over. And this wasn't over. So you've, you've no. had families in your church that have been affected by this, right? And I'm thinking of one family <sighs> in particular. Do, do you, I know this is hard for you to tell, but I'm hoping <sighs> thousands of our listeners mm. would get on their knees and pray for peace the peace of Jerusalem, peace in Israel, and for this to be able to end. Tell me about that one family that's living right by the Gaza Strip, by the wall. Yeah, um, they are a lovely Christian couple, Jewish couple. From their balcony, you can see Gaza. You know, we, whenever we visit 
them, you know, we were always wondered, they live like almost, I mean, it's so close. So always it was in our mind. I mean, they're so close to Gaza. But uh, yeah, the first people I contacted, and I tried yesterday for more than eight, 16 hours to be in touch with every person in the congregation in that area. And I was in touch with the wife. And they were saying, yes, we are in the shelter. It was around, I think, eight in the morning. Uh, the kids are okay, uh, but it's it, we're terrified. There are terrorists outside in our town. And we're just locked in our shelter. They live in a nice new building, so they have a nice room, bomb shelter. So it's comfortable, and they, I think they were able you know, to have the computer on, the kids to see cartoons. So that's that was my first contact with them. And of course, I'm not going to mention the town that they're in, but it was the first town that Hamas tried to invade, if I can use that word. They were pounding on the doors of the bomb shelters, trying to take hostages, and they did exactly. take hostages. So yes. this must have been, well, I don't know. Uh, your husband, David, who's in Finland right now, preaching right now, that's why uh, he's not on with us as well today. Uh, he said they were in their bomb shelter for 15 hours before they could get out, before the army yes. freed the yes. town and they could get out. Yes, wow. and during the day I was in contact, uh, and I even called because the children are in my Sunday school group, and the mom, she wrote me a message said, don't call, we don't want to talk about a situation, the kids are calm, they don't need to hear anything, I mean, they were trying to protect the kids from being exposed, what's going out outside, uh, what's happening outside of their apartment and their bomb shelter. So I, I just wanted to encourage, and I did that. I called several families with children from our church and um, kids were panicking. And, uh, you know, it was good for them to to hear my voice. But in this case, this family from uh, that town, yeah, I couldn't talk to the children. And I totally understood that. Hmm. Yes. And of course, uh, you have a lot of people in your church that would be in the IDF, whether the reserves or full-time, they, they were called up immediately, weren't they? Oh, yes. On, on yes. Saturday, Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And uh, as we have a WhatsApp group, you know, the church, so every like hour and two hours, another name was mentioned, please pray for this guy or pray for this. I mean, you know, all they were called, as you said, a signal eight, they were sent the reservists. Of course, we have um, soldiers in active duty. One of our young ladies, she is a female officer, and she is the head of a clinic in a major army base. And her commander picked her up. I, her mom called me. It was like nine in the morning, and she had to be ready. And she was taken, and and she was told that, you know, they can't say when she can come back home. So, like, I was like in touch with with the mom and, and, and the officer on her way to her bases, knowing that terrible things are ahead. And of course, uh, while all of this is going on, I should mention something else. 5,000 rockets coming in by mm -hmm. land paragliders, mm -hmm. uh, e even by sea. Uh, right. This, 
invasion that happened over the weekend at a very select time for this to occur. There is another side, another piece of ministry that you've been doing for years, Eddie. And um, I mean, I've always called you Eddie. That's your name, but Esther, <laughs> Esther is your is your given name, right? Tell us about that that other ministry that you're you've been involved in and still are today. All the names that you keep getting that just breaks your heart. Tell us about mm. that. Well, yeah, sorry, it makes me emotional when I think of that, but. Um... For the last, I think, about 18 years, I've been involved in uh, sending uh, care packages to all the Messianic soldiers that we can collect their names throughout the country. And we are getting some funds that are collected by young students in in Holland. And we, uh, once a year for Purim, which is the Jewish holiday celebrating the Book of Esther and uh, uh, how the Lord saved his people. So we... Uh, we send care packages to around 250 Christian soldiers. So um, throughout the years, I've been in touch with hundreds of believers in of soldiers, and they are in my heart. And um, since yesterday, I've been collecting the names of the different soldiers that I was, you know, given the names, but also those that I know that are married. We went to two weddings of two former um, uh, Israeli fighters and um one just a week ago but they were all called now to duty so we in this in the past month there were two that got married so i'm in touch i i go to their weddings i pray for them so um yeah i'm collecting names today i received eight more names and uh, i try to send messages to the families but i i keep getting like every five ten minutes more names Eddie, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for um, your husband who has been preaching in Finland. He's trying to get home. As we're talking right now, the airport is closed, but the Lord can get him home, of course. How would you want us to pray for you, Christians all over the world? How can we pray right now? Uh, actually, no, I mean, I don't want to focus on us. I mean, I feel like privileged. We feel safe. The three children are with me. We feel, you know, safe. The Lord is with us, but my heart is aching for the hostages, for people still in the kibbutzes, still under terrible uh, threat, you know, that still terrorists are roaming around in few, in at least two kibbutzes. The military hasn't been able to to solve that, uh, people are calling, you know, we, we see it on TV, people are in distress. Over 24 hours, people are in their shelters still calling for help. Pray for those, the wounded, the medical staff. I'm in touch with uh, medical staff. They're overwhelmed. People volunteer. There's calls. People just bring food. There's no food in the hospitals in Beersheba and Ashkelon. So things are it's it's a lot to pray for. So I think that's, you know, and, and pray for the safety of the soldiers, the many families that lost their children and their husbands and brothers. So, uh, yeah, that's one. But especially also for our congregants that are in the, you know, the fire range. One of our, he's in a, our Lake Marine uh, unit. I just got an, his, you know, message. He's fighting now. Mm. And we should pray and that God would protect him. One of, he just got baptized on Shabbat, Maxim, his name. So he's there, out there fighting. That's every five minutes. This is what I get. 
Yeah. And also those that would like to evacuate, and we have offers, you know, people in the north are offering for families to be hosted up, you know, away from the the missile range. So that's, and uh, yeah, for our leadership in the country to make the right decision. That's a lot to pray for. Yeah. But, I mean, we, but we need to pray for everything yeah. you just mentioned. Esther Zadok, we're going to pray for you on the program in a minute, but I'm going to ring off with you right now. Yes. I just want to say the Lord be with you. And the word that you always say when you come to Israel, shalom. Mm. shalom. If there's anything that's needed right now, it's shalom. Shalom. Shalom in Yeshua. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Charles. God bless you and you and America and everybody. Thank you. Would you join me in praying right now? Dear Lord in heaven, we lift up our hearts this day and we pray together for Israel. We ask for confidence that you will protect your people. We pray for comfort for those who have lost loved ones these past few days. We pray for the hostages taken and for their soon release. We even pray for the Muslims living in war-torn Gaza. Most of them just want peace, but may they find peace through even this outbreak of war, the peace of Christ. Teach us your ways, O Lord, and lead us on a level path because of our enemies. Don't give us up to the will of our enemies. May shalom and Jesus fall upon Israel and fall upon Gaza, even now. In the name of Yeshua, Messiah, the Savior of the world. Amen. My dwelling place is God most high, my refuge and my fortress. When plague and pestilence draw nigh, Hidden in his presence When terrors fall and arrows fly His shield will be my safety When stones across my pathway lie On angels' wings I'm carried place is God most high, a present help in danger. I rest secure in love's pure light beneath my master's favor. He freed me from the fowler's snare where sin and shame had bound me. Deceived I'd made my refuge there. Fearless, he came for me. Wonderful, powerful, my hope and my defender. Mighty God, Emmanuel, my dwelling place forever.
forever. I know the name on whom I call. He promises to answer. With life, he satisfies my soul and crowns me with his pleasure. Wonderful, powerful, my hope and my defender, mighty God, Emmanuel, my dwelling place forever. Wonderful, powerful, my hope and my defender, mighty God, Emmanuel, my dwelling. Let us therefore think how to use rather than to enjoy this present European war, for it has certain tendencies inherent in it which are in themselves by no means in our favour. We may hope for a good deal of cruelty and unchastity, but if we are not careful, we shall see thousands turning in this tribulation to the enemy, while tens of thousands who do not go so far as that will nevertheless have their attention diverted from themselves to values and causes which they believe to be higher than the self. A short excerpt from the radio drama based on C.S. Lewis's The Screwtape Letters. I'm Charles Morris, and this is a special Haven Today. And before that, we heard from Keith and Kristen Getty, and their appropriate song, My Dwelling Place, based on Psalm 91. C.S. Lewis wrote Screwtape Letters in the midst of World War II, and even as war breaks out in the Middle East now, we can see how the devil can use this for his advantages. I want to encourage you to get this five-hour Cinema of the Mind experience. I believe it will encourage you to be better prepared for spiritual warfare and to put your hope all the more in Jesus Christ. So please take a listen to samples of the audio drama at haventoday.org and take a look at the behind-the-scenes video where you'll see the gifted character actor Andy Serkis bring Screwtape to life. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. And just a reminder, this four-CD set costs more for us to get to you, so please be as generous as you possibly can. And if you'd rather, you can always call us and make your gift and get the set by calling 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And if what we do blesses you, would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? Somebody who gives automatically monthly, but prays regularly that we can keep on sharing Christ with others. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus, even in the middle of war, here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Some things are just impossible, like flying without a plane or helicopter. No matter how hard we try, humans are limited to the ground and the water, gravity. Ever thought about the first person to go up in a hot air balloon? 
What a feeling that must have been to be free up in the sky with the birds. But even though we are limited, chained to this earth, unless we use some sort of machine, we can have confidence. The Word of God is not limited like we are. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's Word is not chained. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.